welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. We're here to thrill you, chill you, spill a little tea. Wait, did I already do that? I think I did. What does spilling tea mean? Like gossiping, kind of. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's a cool term. Yeah, That's yeah. That's what the kids say? Yeah. I'm so young. <laughs> I think I may have seen, said that already on here, but whatever. Anyway, we are here, guys. Happy to see you. Yeah. Uh, every week we sit down, we've researched topics from the world of horror. We're going to share them with each other. Mm-hmm. The show comes out every Friday on all major podcast apps. You can even watch a video version on youtube.com slash talkbomb. Subscribe, share, review, whatever. Yeah. Uh, before we get into our bigger topics tonight, we have a couple of segments. That's right. Uh, we haven't done either one of these in a little while, um, and I'm I'm excited that they're back. Let's yeah, me resurrect too. a couple of cool things. Mm-hmm. Zombie segments. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Zombie segments. Yeah. First on the docket, two sentence horror stories. Yeah. Uh, periodically, we ask people out there to write their own horror stories and send them to us. You can uh, send them to us at GTTUPod on Twitter or Instagram. You can email GTTUPod at gmail.com. Or you can put them in the comments of the live version of the show yeah. like Eric did. That's right. Um, so this is from Eric who posted this literally as of this recording like a minute a or A minute two ago. ago. It's practically real time. Here we go. Quietly, my father stood up and walked towards the kitchen. Alone then, paralyzed, I waited for his shadow to follow him. Ooh, that's good. That is really good. That's awesome. That is awesome. That really paints a visual. It does. Like Like you're sitting in the kitchen, everything should be normal, but then you realize your father's shadow didn't walk out with him? Like, what the hell? Yeah, just a a, a black figure on the wall. By the way, you can't tell what a shadow is looking at or anything, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, so, as it turns to look at you, like Peter Pan's. Yeah, I guess that's true. And like gesturing toward you all yeah. oddly. <laughs> that's what it is. Being a right? whole lot for a shadow. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A whole lot. Somehow having a lot of personality. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome, Eric. Well yeah, done. Yeah, thank you. And thank you. Everybody send us your two sentence horror stories. Mm-hmm. They might make it into a future episode of this show yeah um also a super plug to talk about the fact that we record this live every tuesday night yeah tuesday uh, night at seven o'clock eastern standard time you can go to youtube.com slash talk bomb yeah we're doing it on youtube now yeah uh and then the other zombie segment i have for you sometimes there are topics that you and i research that don't necessarily deserve their own broad segment sure and when that happens it's time for bite-sized monster madness Ooh. two weeks ago i think two episodes ago Mm -hmm. i realized halfway through an episode because you said hokey pokey or hocus pocus i don't remember i think i said hocus pocus okay yeah you probably didn't say hokey pokey (laughs) i'm thinking about it but still it occurred to me thinking about it then hocus pocus and the hokey pokey yeah those are two very similar sounding things is there some that was a good uh observation yeah yeah i mean you even think about like hocus pocus is general magic you do something magical wave a wand whatever that's doing your hocus pocus Mm -hmm. doing the hokey pokey also seems like a ritual yeah there's steps to it you turn yourself around there's an order to things yes you put your right hand in Mm -hmm. you put your right hand out you put your right hand in you shake it all about yeah like you have to do these steps so i looked into it okay a little bit and honestly it's it's both satisfying and unsatisfying at the same time because no one is really certain where the hokey pokey comes from. Yeah. Uh, but there for sure are people 
that think it might have something to do with Hocus Pocus. It makes sense, honestly. I never thought about it before, but I get it. Yeah, so there's just not like a definitive answer. Yeah. But I did learn some crazy stuff. There's speculation, though. It abounds. Oh, for sure. Um, So first of all, uh, uh, Hokey Pokey might go back to 17th century minstrels. Okay. um, But it can be for damn sure confirmed that in 1857, two sisters from Canterbury, England, went on a trip to Pokey Bridget- and Pokey? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were twins. <laughs> uh, you always name twins like the same yeah. sounding thing. Right. Bill and Jill. Yeah. Meaty, beefy. Hokey pokey. Uh, they went to, to Bridgewater in New Hampshire. Okay. And they taught the locals a song that went, I put my right hand in, I put my right hand out. I give my hand a shake, 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 and I turn myself about. Ooh. Which is weird, but it also made me think, uh, why don't you come on over here? We can shake, shake, shake. Oh, my God. Tay-tay. Taylor Swift is a witch. Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay. I know what you're up to. I wrote a short story about Taylor Swift running afoul of a witch That's called true. Taylor Swift runs afoul of a witch. Yeah. You can find it by going to medium.com slash celebrity dash horror dash stories. Everybody check out Kristen's celebrity horror stories. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're fictional stories about real <laughs> celebrities. Yeah. And celebrities is kind of an iffy term every once in a while. Oh, that's for yeah. sure true. What's the last one that I wrote? It wasn't Lady you Gaga and Bradley it. Cooper. It was something else, no. right? Yeah, I think so the hell was it? Everybody go check it out. Celebrity horror stories. Um, And so I also learned that Hocus Pocus, being a general term for magic, has a really potentially awesome origin. Cool. Um, One is that it is derived from the name of a Norse demon called Ocus Bocus. That's an awesome name. And the other is that it might be (laughs) Okie Bokie. And the other is that it comes from a Latin line in Catholic mass, which is hoc corpus meum, which is the part of the turning the communion bread into the body of Christ. Oh, cool. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's magic. That's magic. Yeah. But then you go, so it's hoc corpus meum, and that might have become hocus pocus. Oh, that's cool. But then if that became hokey pokey, yeah. they're turning the body. Right. You turn yourself around. And you're putting your right hand in, right hand out. There's a whole body thing going on there. Yeah. Real weird. Uh, and, and finally. Wait, wait, wait. Real quick. When you're turning the. Okay. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong. I totally could be. When the priest is doing that whole thing, is there anything with turning the bowl at all? Like the bowl with the communion in it? Uh, I don't maybe think, I think so. Maybe think of him wiping. They hold a piece up. And they sort of bless it and they right. break it and put it down. I don't think they you know what they give. I they think exalt I'm just, it. They like. Yeah. I think I'm thinking, I'm thinking of them just wiping the rim of the wine <laughs> goblet because <laughs> there's a, a turning motion to that. There is sort of a turning. <laughs> I think that's what I'm thinking goblet. of. Yeah, that's how I clean my goblets. <laughs> do do people still drink from the same wine chalice at church all the time? I would assume. I guess so, so right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I wonder if there are people who are like freaked out about during cold season. I probably. Yeah. That seems reasonable. Give to her me. a pass. A lot of people do walk right on by the wine. Yeah. Um, and then the the final thing that I have to say about this mm-hmm. is one that I think is is pretty out there, but I like it. Yeah. It's that um, hocus pocus might have eventually turned into the word hoax. Oh, cool. That's a hoax. You're pulling a hoax. Yeah. That's fake. That's whatever. That's just hoax like a pokes. hocus pocus. That's cool. Isn't that kind of neat. I feel like it. 
I, that makes total sense. I hope that that's true. Yeah. So the jury is still mostly out. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But I I like that. Hocus yeah. pocus, hokey pokey. There might be a connection. Yeah. And the whole body thing with the hokey pokey right. and the body of Christ. That's pretty interesting to me. Huh. Even though I do not understand what it would really mean in toto. Right. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah. So Sweet. Bite sized monster madness. Good not really segments. a monster either, but. Uh, what can you do? Good segments, Willie. Well, may I take her away and give you a break? Please. Give your weary heart a break. Do. Okay. So we were talking about something a couple weeks ago, maybe in the very same episode, um, that kind of um, prompted me to do my topic for tonight. Hmm. We are talking about how much we both love ghosts yeah. and ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Where do many ghosts live, William? In the cemetery. Or in haunted houses. Kristen, I have something to tell you. My topic is also haunted houses. <laughs> oh my. William, I have something to tell you. What? I played you. Oh, you were no. gone. No. <laughs> you were gone before we started recording the You've show. You've been creeping on my notes. It was right there. That's a note. And they, all the live people were witnesses. That's a note fell, bro. <laughs> they egged me on, all of them. You can scroll back through the chat and they were like, ooh. <laughs> all of them witches. Yes, all of them witches. You can't with prank Willie. So guys. Did you I, see how cool I was playing it though? <laughs> you did do a good job. <laughs> I was playing it pretty cool. We're, someday it's going to happen for real and yes. it'll just be fine. It'll be fun. Yes. I, yeah. I mean, Thank we'll, you guys. we'll just have to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, everybody. I'm burned. <laughs> so for people who are listening to it, not in real time, William wasn't here for the beginning of recording the show. So I was talking to people in the live chat on my own. And I realized that William has a split split screen thing on his computer and his notes were to my left. And I was able to see that for episode 55, he had the hokey pokey and haunted houses on the docket. So I must have said something like that. Like, oh, I see Will's notes. And then in the live chat, people were like, oh, you should act like you're doing the same topic as him to freak him out. And hey, we did it. We really did it, everybody. Thank you. Straight up, we used to, we used to fact check. We used to go through Allie, my wife. We used to each send her our topic to make sure it wasn't the same. But then Mm -hmm. we realized like it's so unlikely. Yeah. It is gonna happen one day. One day we But we'll both bring different things to the table. So that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. But honestly, now that I look at it, my notes are rad. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see all this? I do. It is really good. Now that I have one note too, I'm going to make mine like that. I keep everything all together. So I've got like Cicada 3301. Yeah. Gremlins. It's really easy to find. Number stations. I've got notes on every topic in the like that I've ever covered all in one place. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. It is kind of sweet. Thank you for that. You enabled me to punk the hell out of you. <laughs> all right, Ashton, get out here. <laughs> I'm, Come on. I'm Dax Shepard or BJ Novak. Who both got their start on Punked. BJ Novak got a start on Punked? Yeah. Dak Shepard makes sense to me. Yeah. BJ Novak is surprising. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I'm actually going to talk about. William, what do you think you might know about elementals? Ooh. Ooh. Elementals. I, yeah. I, I don't think it ever occurred to me that that might be its own categorization mm-hmm. of a creature or something like that. I would assume. Kind of not. Yeah. I would assume it's vaguely like Pokemon. Where you might, you like each Pokemon has I mean, a different type. So it's like, yeah, this one might be a fire Pokemon, water Pokemon, earth Pokemon, that kind of a thing. 
In that sense, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sweet. Yeah. All right, cool. And so, those are pocket monsters. Well, the, right? oh, that's what Pokemon means. Pocket monsters. Oh, right. Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder. Huh. Like, hocus really... pocus hoax. Pocket monster Pokemon. <laughs> it all makes sense. It's all coming together. Yeah. <laughs> but that is weird that those are. It didn't really occur to me because I think of them as like yeah. animals or cartoons or something. Those are monsters. Are Pokemon <laughs> elementals? I was about to say, I guess Poke. Well, there is. A salamander is going to come into play, and I know Charmander oh is part gosh. of really? the Pokemon world. So as I'm talking, maybe you're going to be like, oh, that's like Squiggles or whatever. Maybe. Squirtle. Yeah. Squ- wow. Squiggles and Squirtle. <laughs> I was like, lame name. Then he said Squirtle, which is a real one. I was like, oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Maybe they're all lame. There's a new Pokemon game out <laughs> they're now. They're so cute. Really? Yeah. This show is brought to you by Pokemon Yeah, now. Apparently. Yeah. Fine by me. Give yeah. me that sweet Pikachu money. Yeah. Give me that. <laughs> I want a Pika piece of that. No, that sounds Ew. seductive. Yeah, it sounds like you want to boink Pikachu. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, okay. Take that down. <laughs> no, edit that together. Oh, damn it. Do a splice that makes it sound like William's attracted to Pikachu. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. So I really didn't know a lot about elementals. I thought they were bad guys or something okay. who represented each of the elements. Some people think they are, but I think that's just, just a perversion of their true nature huh. and trying to take power back from something that dum-dums are threatened by. Interesting. Um, elementals are really nice. And when I was reading this, I was like, huh, I'm really on board with all of this. Maybe it's time for me to start worshiping elementals. Wow. Okay. So Kristen, if you start worshiping like <laughs> monsters and stuff, I'm going to be pumped. <laughs> cool. I really like when I was reading this, I was like, this is really resonating with me. Hmm. Okay. So elementals are nature spirits, basically. So they kind of like work together to sort of control everything that is of the natural realm or kind of connecting to the natural realm in a way that I'll get into a little bit more. Um, and they're everywhere, but they're part of another dimension. They're like astral beings. So, um, like they inhabit and attach themselves basically to every natural thing. So like anything that's like a green space, even in a city, elementals are there Hmm. streams, brooks, bogs, elementals um so Talk about bogs way more now that we do this show <laughs> i know totally I, I seldom spoke of bogs before we're so lucky hey we might be at our one year anniversary of doing this really just about that's cool yeah mid-november sorry oh, we'll have to look yeah. um so yeah so they're they're attached to all of these things physically quote unquote but they're not on our actual plane but that's where they hang out yeah um, so their purpose is to maintain natural harmony. So they're generally, and like I said, there's some people who don't think this is right, but they're, um, generally thought to be benevolent and they can be called on for help in different ways that kind of correspond to each of the elements. So the idea about them came about a long time ago. And it's one of those crazy things where like people in different parts of the world seem to come up with the same concept of a thing around the same time, even though they had nothing to do with each other. So it seems to come from the Japanese and the Greeks and Romans around the same time, which is around 300 AD, or at least that's when the first written thing about them was, which was by the Greeks. Hmm. Um, So they are kind of like a natural extension of the reverence of nature and natural forces that might be attached to nature. Um, They then later on had a resurgence during the Middle Ages and the Renaissance, which is really interesting. Their resurgence kind of happened when alchemy and magic 
um, were kind of growing in popularity and they were like, you know, magic and, and alchemy using different elements to get things to happen is kind of a means of understanding nature and maybe kind of working with it or using it, using it for personal gain. So that's all about nature. Elementals are kind of like, a part of or a manifestation, not even a manifestation of nature. They're just associated and linked to nature. So I guess people who were into alchemy and magic looked back at those texts or just became more aware of them and it clicked for them in a different way because they were working with nature so much. It's interesting the idea that like it's almost just bad science magic mm-hmm. in, in a weird way. You know, like there are certain things that people believed that we now know to have been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time they were just like a total, like this is how it's done. So right. we look at alchemy and be like, well, like they were trying to like, you know, mix like this stone mm-hmm. and water to make gold or, you know, whatever they did. Yeah. And it, but it's like at the time they were just like, no, no, like that's the way that it works. And it's, it's totally reasonable and it's totally yeah. fine. Like, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but it also, th- what you're talking about makes me almost think of like Harry Potter, how J.K. Rowling wrote a lot of like procedure mm-hmm. and rules into how magic worked. Right. And it's like, it's 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 kind of enjoyable and you can see how they would build a methodology and a system around something even though it like doesn't really make sense like Mm -hmm. we still have trouble making sense of the world yeah totally well so alchemy i mean it can be like what you're talking about from a scientific perspective is like kind of like physical alchemy like people literally working with actual tangible elements but alchemy can also just be like blending different thoughts together and like spiritual practices and ritual and things like that so it's a little bit of both oh how do you blend thoughts together well, just like, just kind of, I don't even know. Like how you like, mix, uh, you know, fear and humor and poof, Shaun of the Dead. I guess, yeah, exactly, exactly. I guess what I mean, not even blending thoughts together. I guess you could think of like the idea of manifesting as alchemy because you're working with something beyond yourself. You're you're combining your thoughts with something that you think is beyond yourself to hopefully um, get some kind of results. Like that's its own kind of alchemy. Interesting. And then kind of like blending physical things together is its own kind of alchemy as well. So I guess just kind of like working and blending different things together, whether that's physically or just things that you're trying to do from an emotional or spiritual perspective can be thought of as alchemy. Because I know there are a lot of people who think of themselves as as alchemists and it's not like mixing things together in a bowl or whatever. Yeah, I was not aware of that. That's that's very interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so something interesting about, um, about elementals is that they are like from a different realm, but they're not like the high up muckety mucks. So they're above regular humans and everything on like this scale of spiritual beings, but they're not all the way at the top, like angels or archangels, which are like the head boss angels. Um, they are said to kind of like govern the elementals. So they're like a little bit like mid-level or whatever. So you might call upon or work with elementals for things that you want to work on that are a little bit more like, uh, like not huge, like life shaking matters, but things that you need help with. So you're not going all the way to the big boss. You don't need overkill, but you need a little bit of help. The elementals are the kind of like beings or things that sort of help with those sorts of things in life. Okay. Yeah. So (coughs) the Greeks, the Greeks, when they wrote about them, grouped them according to the four elements. And William, it turns out, We've been talking about elementals this whole time. Whoa. So many of our creatures are kind of elementals. So the earth elementals are gnomes, brownies, fairies, things like that. Interesting. They're uh, Oh, and so for all of these things, I would say they have like an earthly, a little bit more like uh, 
tangible sort of duty and responsibility. And then each of the elements kind of corresponds to a different like uh, emotional or personal or spiritual state. That's that's across a lot of different lines of thought, like um, Ayurveda, which is kind of like an Indian um, science and way of living, I guess you would say, also <laughs> matches up um like natural elements to like personality traits. So it's that kind of thing where there's sort of like more tangible things that each of the elementals are governing and then also more intangible things that they help with. Mm. So um, the earth elementals, which are like gnomes, brownies, fairies, things like that, um, their earthly duty is to process the waste and byproducts of our existence. So pollution of all sorts. Wow. They try to like get that out and get things going in a, in a more sustainable way on the physical plane. They make sure that the earth provides all living things with their basic needs. I like that. That's, mm-hmm. that's, uh, uh, yeah. So it's helping the soil be nourishing in some sort of way for the plants. Um, just trying to like clear out harmful things. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so those are the things that they do like in an earthly way, how they kind of cleanse and help the earth, basically. Then spiritually for mankind, they have to work to clean up the imprints that um, our discord and negativity energetically attach to the earth. So all of our fighting and all of that crappy stuff that makes you feel crazy and causes war and all kinds of terrible things – energetically, according to this idea of the elementals, leaves an imprint on the earth that is negative. So then the elves and gnomes and earth elementals are trying to kind of smooth that over and grind it out so it's not negatively affecting our land and life. That is interesting too, both because I like it conceptually, Mm -hmm. but also, um, so (laughs) uh, Ghostbusters 2. Yes, I'm listening. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a big part of that Tell movie me more. is about the fact that there is this like psychic residue yeah yes of of the you know stereotypically grouchy new yorker attitude mm-hmm. right that everybody's like trying to kill each other we hate each other i'm walking here i'm walking here right all that stuff creates this goo under the city that vigo the carpathian is able to use right in like psychic warfare basically. right um, and that movie was heavily criticized and derided for its stupid premise. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost not shocked to Sweet. hear that it's sort of a, a, an idea that mm-hmm. has existed for centuries. Yeah. Because Dan Aykroyd literally in real life is is severely into this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe he knew that. Maybe he was working with something yeah. that was, quote unquote, a real idea. Right. And updated it for the Ghostbusters thing, and then everybody was like, "That's dumb." Yeah, maybe. That's interesting. I've never, I've never heard of that before mm-hmm. outside of Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I definitely haven't heard of it in a way of it like making an imprint on the earth and the land that needs to be worked out. I mean, the idea of people like problems and negative things affecting like you or people knew you for a long time is something I was familiar with. Again, I've talked about it before, but I think the concept of ancestral grief or guilt, it's just something that reverberates. It's something that's kind of like attached to you and sort of innate, so innate to maybe your family at one point that somehow it kind of carries out through your lineage. I guess it's that kind of idea, but as pertaining specifically to the earth, literally. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and then so for um, water elementals, they are called, I'm not, I'm not sure you pronounce this, undines, 
U-N-D-I-N-E-S. Okay. So they're said to be beautiful and kind of mermaid-esque and sleek. Um, and they can also appear as waves. So when you're talking about um, about Ghostbusters 2 just now, I was thinking that probably the water and earth elementals would have to work together to kind of get that goo out. Because the water elementals are sort of in charge of things that are flowy and liquidy. And yet that's also of the earth. Yeah, yeah. And negatively affecting the earth. So those guys are probably have to team up. Um, so in an earthly way, they control the tides and even precipitation. So even just like rain and clouds and things like that. Cleansing. Cleansing. Um, they work to heal the seas and their bodies are conduits or cosmic currents, just like water is a conduit. Um didn't say that, but I'm saying it. So they kind of recharge the water and cleanse it using that spirit. Um, on an emotional level, they address the aspects of life that relate to the water element, which are our emotions and our subconscious worlds. Whoa. Yeah. Well, why subconscious worlds? Do you know? Um, no, I guess just because they play into your emotions and it's like a deeper part of your emotional being, which also works. If, I mean, I just use the word deeper, so it's literally that. But I guess if you're talking about um, like in a lot, again, in a lot of different traditions, like water is the element that's connected to emotion. I guess if you're talking about like very deep seated emotion. There is kind of a parallel to be drawn there with like water and oceans. Do you it's know the why water part. is associated with emotion? I think just the association of like, I'm making this up. I don't know this for sure, but just kind of like the ebb and flow of it at all. Like it, you can absolutely see a parallel between like water and the way it moves and your emotions, like big crests of waves that are really violent and they kind of calm down. Yeah. I mean, well, also uh, this is dumber. This sounds Mm -hmm. like I'm joking, but I'm not really. Yeah. Water tends to be used in the way that we will describe uh, the emotional state of people. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, she's ice cold. Oh yeah. He's boiling over. Oh, yeah, that's good. You know? Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I wonder if that's like a subconscious association. Hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. of water. You, it, yeah. It, it like takes many forms. Yeah. Interesting. And again, it being like um, a conductor, p- yeah. different people's kind of stuff can affect your emotions. Just being by somebody who's in a bad mood can mm-hmm. kind of end up making you in a little bit of a bad mood, yeah. which I guess could also sort of tie into the whole earth elemental thing and the idea of like psychic energy affecting different things near it the way yeah. that our negative psychic energy could affect the earth True. and the earth elementals have to clear it out interesting okay so then this one i mean i like all of them but this one i think is really cool and just the visual that i read about it i was like whoa okay so for the air elementals they are called sylphs s-y-l-p-h-s and they are thin ethereal bodies that can change shape gracefully as they move so i picture that almost like wispy clouds that could be just kind of like changing based on the wind or whatever um it's so they could appear uh can appear as butterflies again just using the wind um and this i thought was very sweet they can move quickly and they can become large spanning the sky so i wonder if depending on what's needed like they could be this thin wispy thing and then they just decide to disperse kind of yeah yeah um and get bigger so they on an earthly level work with the current of air and purify it helping prana um, which is like life energy i think we've talked about that before and often we talk about prana um as used through breath and um sylphs help sustain and nourish living things using that life energy um and they can also help transmit the current of spirit from heaven to earth oh mm-hmm. and then um the air element corresponds to the mental level and thought so not necessarily emotion but just kind of like thought processes and things like that so sylphs work to clear out kind of like 
thought pollution like hatred and bigotry, shame, jealousy, anything that's like a thought that you have. And obviously all thoughts are connected to emotions, but like maybe thought patterns that you have that are harmful, selfs can try to kind of like work that out of you. Hmm. Maybe blow it out. Interesting. Yeah. So William, we're at Charmanders. Ah. Yeah. Ah. Fire. <clears throat> Salamanders. Yeah, yeah. A little bit less beautiful, look like lizards. As far as description, I feel like I really enjoyed the description of the um, undines right, yeah. and the sylphs for um, earth elements. It was like, yeah, fairies can be beautiful, but like elves, squat folk, brownies. And then for fire, like they're called salamanders. And I, I could only find things. It's like they look like salamanders most of the time. Wait, they're, they're even called salamanders? Yes. So they're just salamanders. Yes. Yeah. For earth elementals, it was like gnomes. Elves, water, undines or whatever, sylphs, salamander just is what it is. That's bizarre. I know. I found it vexing. <laughs> so. That's like being like my favorite fictional characters. Yeah. Are Superman, Batman, Wolverine, and Gary over there. You right. Know, like, it's just so like, like so just salamander. Guy. We have those. Yeah, we got those. Yeah, so I know. We have a mythical monster. It must be a cooler salamander. I mean, if you do a Google image search, they're intense looking salamanders, I'll say. But a salamander, nonetheless. Right. But they kind of make up for it because what they do is very sweet. Okay. Um, They work, earthly-wise, at the atomic level of all life, infusing it with the spiritual fire of creation and energy to keep it sustaining itself. Wow. Um, So whether it's fire or electricity, it's translating that kind of fire energy for use in our daily lives. Huh. Yeah. So sal- salamanders are in charge of all our lighting and everything. What an interesting transformation of the idea of fire. I know. You know, it's such like a metaphorical, I guess all of these yeah, to it's, some degree. Yeah, it's all metaphors. Yeah. But, it, but that's a really interesting one, I mm-hmm. think, in particular. Yeah. That like fire is the thing that gives us mm-hmm. oomph. Right. And right. ability. Right. That, that's interesting. And and so in the like more physical earthly sense, it facilitates us being able to like act out that infinability. Like it yeah. gives us lights and things like that so that we can go about our lives. Right, right. Very cool. Well, on Twin Peaks, they said that electricity is just modern fire. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. So that's exactly what this is saying. So emotionally, similarly, it provides the spark of life and creation and creativity and passion. But you could also interpret it or use it as providing a cleansing fire, which could burn away what's dangerous or destructive. Oh. Yeah. Um, so sounds great, right? Not everybody thought so. Some writers describe the mischievous. Uh, some some writers describe them as mischievous or evil. By the way, all of these things, I um, <laughs> I don't think I did any direct quotes in my research here. I would like read a little something and then interpret it. Uh, in my own way. Yeah. So they may not be like, you might be like, well, that's not what a fire elemental is, but that's what I'm saying. It clicked for me. I was just like, oh, so it could also be a cleansing flame. Oh, well, yeah. Hey, we're interpreting everything. We're I know. Here, so Totally. Yeah. So anyway, um, so there are some writers who said they're mischievous or evil. They've also been classified as somewhere between angel and man, and they can materialize in, in animal or human form. And there's also an idea that they don't have souls, and so they may seek sexual union with humans in order to get a soul. Whoa. So from the bad guy side, or from like people thinking they're bad guys, 
it's a lot of like trying to like glom onto humans in some way that's like not helpful. Um, so because of this, they're deceitful and hateful toward humans and they like causing accidents and tragedies. Okay. I think I lifted that directly. Anyway, um, they can be sent in psychic attack to others or at others by magician slash magic practitioners. Magician. I know. The term <laughs> That's what it said. I know. does not feel like it's it just feels with like who's, who is magical. I know. I think, you know, mag- I think that I put in practitioners because yeah. magician just sounds like you're pulling out tissues from your sleeve to me. My name I is know that Brontus it has a different name. Diabolique. Yeah. And I'm here. Did you duck my duck? Did you just pull that out of your ass? Yeah. Brontus Diabolique? Yes. William. That's God, that is your greatest. Character talent yeah does anybody have uh, the ability to do like photoshop that is your greatest talent is just coming up with those names that is insane convert me into brontus diabolique oh god you've seen the video version i did a cool face somebody yeah. photoshopped me into brontus diabolique he did it's very good but like so, I, I i'm sorry yes but like i don't associate the term magician nor do i literally magical i know i know that there are people who like identify themselves as magicians because they they they're somebody who like likes to work with the magical realms but i feel it's just been tainted by you know illusionists like i only think of like a magician at a party yeah the name just that's all i think of i know what they mean and that's great but i just cannot break that association story idea yeah a magician that you hire for your son's birthday party. And he's real. And he sho- yeah, he shows yeah. up and he's wearing, you know, like a velour suit. Yeah. I don't know what velour is. But like, you know, he's wearing It's like, like fake velvet. Per- okay, then I do know what velour yeah. is. And he's wearing like a vest and a little hat and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is going to be so cheesy. And he's wearing all the same cheesy stuff you'd expect. Um, but then by night, he's a demon <laughs> hunter. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you find out that it's all real. You're like, oh wow, like he's pretty good and everything, but then you realize like that ball of fire is not the result of some sort of like little gas thing that he's shooting. He's just creating fire. Oh, when he's pulling like a quarter from behind your <laughs> yeah. ear, it's actually materialized. Yeah. But we're so used to sleight of hand, we assume it's garbage. Right. He's just real. I feel like that, that's-, that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> yeah. That's a wonderful idea. The world's saddest man is a true magician. Yeah. Everybody thinks that his balloon animals are garbage, but right. really he's, he's doing magically you conjuring don't them. Yeah. Right, he's magically conjuring. He's not. He's not twisting those balloons yes. himself. <laughs> he's making it happen. He thought I twisted those balloons by hand. He does a trick where he does it behind his back, and you think it's just to impress you with like him not having to look, but it's actually because he want you to see the fact that he's just being like Shazam, and yeah. just turns into a balloon. Yeah, I, or a balloon he animal turns into a balloon. <laughs> no. <laughs> I meant he turns it into a balloon animal. You understand. Shazam! He turns into a balloon. Alakazam! All right. Sorry. That's okay. Okay. So these practitioners of magic who might want to send um, elementals in a psychic attack say that when they summon the elementals in that way, so these are the kind of people who think that they could be like bad guys or who want to mess with people, um, that they tend to cling to the human aura of the practitioner doing it. So you need to properly release them from this kind of like spell or act that you've done to shoot them at somebody else or else they will drain energy from your aura. So um, another just view of them like wanting to like take from you. Yeah. Um, connected to this idea, I only saw like a one sense thing about it, um, is the brief mention of thought forms. Um, so basically saying um, artif- like artificially creating elementals. Like I guess just like believing it, like deliberately being like, oh man, I want an elemental that does this and creating it and it pops into being or something. Then they can radiate out and attack the vulnerable. Oh no. Yeah. You sounded like Uncle Ray for a second. 
What? How? You're like, what did I say? I want to attack the vulnerable. <laughs> Sorry. No one's going to get that. He's going to understand that, but I loved it. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's our Uncle Ray. R.I.P. <laughs> okay. So, William, that's the negative view of, of uh, elementals. I almost said ornamentals. Mm. Or are these interpretations the view? Yeah, I wrote this. Let's see. Are these interpretations the views of people threatened by the power of ornamentals or jealous of it who seek to demonize them as a way to discredit them or discredit the idea that something gentle and intangible, so not even the head bad guy, like they don't like the idea maybe that like you don't even have to go all the way to an archangel. Mm. There's something that's just kind of like a little bit chiller and yet it still gets results. I don't like that because I live in a world where I think that you have to do the hardest thing in order to get results. I'm threatened by your idea. I'm going to say it's evil and it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People people in power mm-hmm. do like to command the masses through fear. Right. Turn exactly. against And the they like their power and they like – like in order for them to have power, they have to say that power is necessary. Right. So something that's like a little bit more low-key is threatening in that what if other people think that you can do things that are gentle and unobtrusive and low-key and get results? No. That undermines me. I don't like it and it's evil. Yeah. And William, there are examples in nature all over the place of um, things where a little of something is good. So almost like an elemental thing where it's like a little of something is good. You don't need the highest thing. Elementals are chill. Um, But too much of it is harmful. For example, water is great. Obviously, we should all be drinking water. You can have water intoxication. Sure. If you're like going to town with water, you actually could die from that. Yes, there was the We for a We contest mm-hmm. like a decade ago oh, or right, more right. on the radio. They were holding a contest. Whoever can drink the most water mm-hmm. will win a Nintendo Wii. This is like they were – you could not find them. Right. Uh, and a woman died. That's she right. She won the contest. Oh, no, I don't, I'm not even sure if she won. But she ended up dying because she consumed too much water in too short a period of time. Right. So there's a precedent for like going easy on things and that being the best way to reap the benefits from them in the physical way. Maybe that's the case for things in a spiritual or metaphysical way. Um, So interesting. Yeah. But maybe, you know, some people just don't believe that a gentle measured approach is effective and maybe elementals threaten their worldview. Yeah. Wow. Well done. Boom. Very good. Mm-hmm. No, I, I do think that you're right. I think that sometimes going ham. Yeah. Some, it's it's extremism. Yeah. Right? And I mm-hmm. think that it can be a, a fault in all aspects. No matter what you believe in or do, yeah. you can go too far with it mm-hmm. um, without a doubt. That's very interesting, Kristen. Cool, right? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. I so like I that. had only thought that they were bad guys. <clears throat> right. I, I thought the scared view of them. Yeah. But now I think the nicer view. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that that's, uh, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can get killed by a regular animal. Yeah. But animals aren't bad. Yeah, totally. They're, they're, nothing is inherently good or bad. Yeah. You can do good or bad things. Of course. But the thing itself. Right. The conductor. Right. Is not necessarily all good or all evil. Yeah, totally. That's very interesting. Yeah, cool, right? I like that. I know. I'm very into elementals now. <laughs> yeah, it never occurred to me that those were things themselves. It almost felt like a categorization mm-hmm. of things you could do or yeah. something like that. I don't Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, right? Yeah, I like that. Cool. I like that. All right. Uh, uh, before we move on to my topic, yeah. let's do a little halftime show. Sure. All right. We're about 50% of the way there. Yeah. Uh, we've learned about elementals. I'm going to tell you about haunted houses in just a second. Okay. What are you going to tell me about before that? Uh, before that, I want to tell you about a new show that mm-hmm. is out right now mm-hmm. called American Hysteria. Yeah. It is hosted by our friend, yep. Chelsea Weber-Smith. 
Uh, it's a brand new show from Skylark, the same network that does my show, Blackwood. That's right. Uh, I hope you guys have been listening to that. Yeah, there are two episodes left. Yeah. A new, if you're listening to this live, mm-hmm. a new episode comes out tomorrow, yep. episode five. If you're listening to this on Friday, it's already out. Right. Go listen to it. The and, penultimate. And when you do listen to it, you know that something really actually happens. Mm-hmm. Something uh, unfixable yeah. happens in episode five. Ooh, good Blackwood. way to put that can't fix it yeah yeah uh but american hysteria is brand new it Mm -hmm. just came out on monday two episodes are out right this second and it's all about those moments in american history where we all finally agree on something and it's usually something that doesn't quite make sense right like we were just talking about like going ham you can go way too far with stuff yeah episode one is all about stranger danger right spreading that idea that like oh uh strangers are to be feared. They're the people that are going to do something wrong. They're going to kidnap you, hurt you, harm you, whatever. Mm -hmm. When all the statistics actually say that it's more likely to be somebody you know, who's in your family, who you're acquainted with. So how did stranger danger really spread like that? And like the way that she, Chelsea, phrased in the episode, at one point she says like, statistically, you're safer with a stranger than you are with your own family. That is unsettling. But it's also true. Yeah. No, it's a very frightening sentence. Mm -hmm. Um, And then episode two is about uh, poisoned Halloween candy, which is so good. I learned so much. I know. Really? It, it's really it's it's really wild, but it's yeah. like super entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna love it. Honestly, yeah. if you if you like this show, if you're into Guide to the Unknown, yeah, and like looking at like monsters and stuff and learning the 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 stories behind them, the origins of them, mm-hmm. um, you're gonna love American history. Yeah, it's it is awesome. Uh, so it's out now on all major podcast apps. You can get links to everything on skylarkmedia.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, bonus, I'm in episode two. Yep. Uh, I played John Harvey Kellogg. Doing an excellent voice. I made up a voice. <laughs> it works for and me. And it's in a real show now. Yeah. So that happened. You have a little voice in another show called Blackwood. I did. I, yeah, that's true. Yep. That's true. I guess I have a couple voice acting credits under my belt yeah, now. That's right. Yeah. Um, Both awesome shows. Skylark is really killing it. So really make sure you listen to American Hysteria and make sure you listen to Blackwood. Yes. And follow Skylark Media yes. Inc. on all social media so that you can keep up to date with when these shows come out. Yep. Uh, obviously, we've got a little skin in the game yeah. here. If you love something, you really need to throw your weight behind it these days. Yes. You know, we're not a network that's like something on Netflix that's just like, oh, it's a thing that, like, you know us. Right. We're here trying to pull some strings. That's right. And make things work. So I really hope that you listen to them and genuinely like them for your personal life. But I also really hope that if you enjoy them, uh, you will help us out by spreading the word and Mm -hmm. reviewing and stuff. I know it's annoying and podcasts always tell you to do that. It's super important for the stuff that we do. Yeah, it really super is. Like, basically, you know, doing all this kind of stuff, like, there are people, we knew this anyway, but now, like, being on the other side of it, there are people who are looking at what people say about the show or how many people listen and things like that, and then they're making decisions about future things that we can do based on that. So we want it to be good so we can keep doing cool stuff. And it seems like you guys, if you're listening, like us. Um, and I hope that you like some of the other things that we do and you can support us in that so we can keep doing cool things. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, we just want to be able to keep Yeah, going. yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you to everybody who uh, who sends me really positive stuff about Blackwood. I'm so yeah. glad that you enjoy the show. It's awesome. Uh, I love it. As of this recording, there are only two episodes mm-hmm. left. If you're listening on Friday, there's only one. Yeah, left. yeah, yeah. Uh, and by the way, in the future, uh, once all six episodes are out, I'm thinking of doing a series of videos 
where I almost do like a live commentary track on the show itself. Cool, give do you it. The reasons why I wrote certain things. Awesome. Uh, show you how the bonus material on SkylarkMedia.com yeah. factors in. Yeah. Stuff like that. So like, I really hope that you would enjoy that. Ooh, I would like to hear you talk because I don't know that. I'd like to hear you talk about the bonus material. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not going to give cool. away everything. I know, but yeah. But uh, I thought that might be kind of fun. So follow at Haunted Sponge as well to see when I might be doing that kind of thing. Yeah. And for sure, go listen to American Hysteria. It's mm-hmm. brand new. Yeah. Uh, uh, so like, let's show that baby some love. Yeah, Chelsea rules. She does. Like, Chelsea's she's a friend awesome. of ours, but like, you'll really enjoy listening to her. I yeah. went to uh, the place where they filmed the Blair Witch Project with mm-hmm. Chelsea. The yeah. first yeah. time I met her. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. We took a two-hour road trip. Yeah. Di- we'd, we'd spoken before, but we met it's like the person. horror dork equivalent of having sex on the first date. Oh God! Well, well, I, I didn't. Not in a gross way. Eh. Well, listen to American Hysteria. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway. Went all the way. <laughs> we did. We went all the way to Bergensville, yeah. Maryland. Um, okay, my turn. <laughs> yes, Kristen, you already screwed it up, <laughs> but I'm still going to launch in as if no one knows what I'm about to talk about. Sure. Okay. Whatever you need. <clears throat> Dim the lights, everybody. (laughs) When hinges creep in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker where the air is deathly still, that is the time. When ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish (laughs) delight. I'm here to talk to you, Kristen. About haunted houses. Is that your version of like Vincent Price's lines in Thriller? Uh, ooh, what are his lines in? Th- that would be fun to do. Oh, uh, let me think. I can only think. It's like the whole room starts to shiver. Yeah, and he also says more that of a rhyme he says to, to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. Oh, does he really? Yes, that's great. Yeah. Um, th- these are the opening lines of the haunted mansion, I believe, in Disney. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, which I'm going to be talking to you about in here. I'm talking to you about haunted houses, no matter how they occur. So whether yeah. it's the actual concept of a place that is haunted by ghosts yeah or honestly mostly i'm going to be talking about this the attraction yeah the idea of going to a place that is said to be haunted we've spoken about several haunted places on this show yeah yeah uh in the past but i want to talk about like just the sort of underlying concept right where it comes from cool and all right um, i'm in to start uh it goes back further than we know it haunted houses might be one of like the the like most ancient concepts. Yeah, in like the primal. World. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, obviously, this is almost this is almost the same topic as just talking about ghosts. Yeah, but not really. Yeah. Um, but still, to that point, uh, the earliest known recorded story of a haunted house mm-hmm. is something that we have talked about before. It is a story that was written by Pliny the Younger. Oh, I don't remember that name. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we've talked about this guy before. Okay. I, think, I think it was in the show that I did on ghosts. Yeah. He wrote a story about an old man ghost. Yeah. It was like bound in chains. Actually, weirdly, Pliny the Younger might have come my research today. Keep going. He w- This was in like the year five uh-huh. or something like that, you know? Yeah. This was this is ancient history. Yeah. And um, the story was about how there was this place that was haunted by this spirit, and they found out that the man's bones hadn't been properly buried. Mm-hmm. And so they had to dig up the bones and bury them on proper, almost you know, like bury them in, burying them on consecrated ground yeah. to get rid of the ghost. So I think I talked about that in Ghost because it turns out that one of the earliest 
confirmed recorded stories of a ghost is one of the most classical ghost concepts ever. Huh. Like, my spirit cannot rest because my bones are under the foundation of the house. Right. Dig them up and put them in a proper cemetery. I'm eased. I will leave you alone now. Cool. So the earliest ghost story is also the earliest haunted house story mm-hmm. is basically what I'm trying to tell you. Right. That's um, awesome. Symptoms of a haunted house. You might be diagnosing this much like a doctor would diagnose a person mm-hmm. uh, with an illness. Sometimes a haunted house is known to have uh, cold spots. Yeah. Which is almost as scary as finding a warm <laughs> I was spot. To, I was about to make a warm spot joke. At your local YMCA. You might also... William has encountered many warm spots I, today. Uh, <laughs> I'm warm. <laughs> is the water cold? Not anymore. Yeah. Come on in. Water's fine now. Don't dive in head first. Uh, creaking sounds and odd noises. Uh, there was a science writer named Terrence Hines mm-hmm. who said, Such noises can easily be mistaken for the sound of footsteps by those inclined to imagine the presence of a deceased tenant in their home. Ooh. I I think more than anything, honestly, I know that you and I have talked a lot recently about the boring aspect of the research we did for the show. Sometimes it is super boring to be like, this person said that, and in 1982, this happened. Right. But I think if it's about ghosts or haunted houses, I want all the quotes I can get. That's sweet. I'm not bored at all by that. (laughs) I'm going to read this again because I love the Yeah, I want to hear it again. And it's so eerie. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Such noises can easily be mistaken for the sound of footsteps by those inclined to imagine the presence of a deceased tenant in their home. You have a yeah, deceased awesome. tenant. Right, yeah. And you like sitting around a coffee table yep. and having somebody come in to try to diagnose whether or not your house is haunted mm-hmm. and having them just be like, mm, the previous tenant is still here. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what uh, simultaneously... <laughs> bone chilling and terrifying yet oddly comforting yeah well because it's it's kind of like it's almost like a step away from them being your roommate yeah right like they're just here like they live here he's always lived here right so of course he's here yeah his presence is recorded he's a tenant he's just deceased tenant tenant being the word yeah yeah Yeah. that's sweet very interesting but there are of course naysayers Mm -hmm. like investigator joe nickel yeah who said that confirmation bias plays a huge part in whether or not people confirm that a house is haunted. We know Je- Joe Nickel very well. He's oh. come, he's come a bunch of, a bunch of times on the really? show. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. We've got like it's part of the CSI. We've got like friends. I know. On this show, that don't even know that they're our friends. Yeah, I know. He, it's like the something that starts with a C Skeptics Institute or something. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember CSI having a different abbreviation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he says that, like, basically, you tell somebody that a house is haunted and suddenly they're hearing yeah. a bunch of sounds. Right. And stuff. Right. Uh, which I kind of like. But it also made me wonder, um, as silly as this is to say, we've talked about this before, could that not potentially be some sort of aspect of the tulpa right. effect? Mm-hmm. Because you're imagining it, you're mm-hmm. bringing it to life. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, what we see. Like when you observe something, you're changing it. Yeah, I forget what the actual phrase about that is because I'm. Not I know a what you're talking boy. about. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like you know that there's like a phrase that science people say where there's yeah. like even observing it changes it or whatever. Yeah, that's um, what it means. Yeah, so like going to a house, tell somebody that it's haunted, mm-hmm. and bam, now yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Now it is. Yeah, you've made it a fact because you planned the idea in your head. Right. Don't think of a pink elephant. Right. You're thinking of it. It's real to you now. Right. This house is haunted. Mm-hmm. There are ghosts in there. Yeah. Right. 
No. Yeah. And so it could either be that those ghosts are real to you or right. It could be the Tulpa thing and maybe you have kind of like brought something in or manifested it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Which is also like maybe that's an extension of yourself. It's almost mm-hmm. like Tony in The Shining or mm-hmm. something like that. You've got this little boy. Yeah. Uh, who lives in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like making stuff happen in the world for you. Right. It's real to you. So it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, toxicologist Albert Donnie says exposure to stuff like carbon monoxide, pesticides, and formaldehyde yes. can lead to hallucinations, um, which is terrifying. There's like a pretty well-known Reddit story about a guy that was like, somebody's leaving me notes. Somebody's breaking into my house and leaving me notes on Post-it notes all over the place. Uh-huh. And as he was typing more of his experience finding these notes, people were like, are you having headaches? Are you sleeping right? Blah, 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 blah. And basically, Internet Sleuths diagnosed him with carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, my and God. And saved his life. He was leaving himself notes. And it was legit. He did have it. Yes. There was an episode, one of the only episodes of This American Life I've heard. Cause I actually haven't listened to it that much, weirdly. But anyway. Stay um, with us. Yeah. I mean, anyway. <laughs> so um, one of the episodes I've heard was him telling kind of a ghost strip at the, something this family was going through and it turned out they had a carbon monoxide leak it sounds it sounds damaging it yeah. sounds it sounds severely hard to understand and totally. figure out if you can't trust your own senses mm-hmm. i mean what can you trust at this point remember that time i had a gas leak and i didn't <laughs> i didn't know what <laughs> you weren't there but i told well, you, you about it <laughs> well <laughs> yes but <laughs> i usually know that um not always. <laughs> uh, Ryan came home from work one time, like years and years oh, ago. <laughs> I was just like in bed reading a book, and he walked in. I was like, "Hey, hun," and he was like, <laughs> "He was like, get out of the house." It's <laughs> so funny. He said funny. he walked in, and it totally just smelled like gas. <laughs> Holding a book upside down. Too- Hello, darling. <laughs> Reading a blank notebook. I didn't notice a damn thing. Oh, huh? <laughs> get out of the house! It was the second he walked in. It was like door closed. Hey, hon, and he was like, "Get out of the house." That's so funny. That's so crazy. I didn't know. It's bizarre. <laughs> I know. Right, what can you do? What can uh, you do? Um, but so evidently, all these things factor into whether or not uh, people might perceive things yeah. that are impossible. So maybe it's a ghost. Uh, and they pointed a finger specifically to the gas lamps that used to light everyone's homes in the turn of the century. That's awesome. Victorian era, early 20th century, gas lamps, bunch of ghost stories. That's awesome. How great is that? How great is that? That rules. Um, but it's also interesting to me because uh, it, it's almost like – we we talked about this time and time again. And the mm-hmm. one that I always end up thinking about in terms of this is will-o'-wisps. Uh-huh, yeah. It was like uh, people used to see like – Right. Just like a burst of fire. It was bog, gla- it was bog gas. Yes, it was bog all gas. All light. Yes, there was a gas leak in a bog. Yeah. And people again would with the see bugs. it off in the distance, go to walk closer to it, and it would be gone. And so they started talking about this creature called mm-hmm. a will-o'-the-wisp that lures you into a bog to get you to drown. Yeah. Um. And it was it was a human storytelling explanation for something they were really experiencing, mm-hmm. but they got it wrong. Right. Here's our answer for something mm-hmm. that's actually happening. And we all buy it, but they're totally wrong. They yeah. just don't understand it yet. 20th century, 
turn of the century. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're all having headaches. Yeah. You know, we all feel uh, nauseous. We're all really tired. We feel melancholy. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing things. There's a spirit in the house. Yeah. It's happening to all of us. Oh, yeah. it must be feeding on us or mm-hmm. something like that. Perfectly fine explanation for those symptoms, I guess, at the time. If yeah. you're spiritual. Right. Wrong answer. Right. You've got, you yeah. poisoned. Yeah. You poisoned yourself. That's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. It, so those Victorian gas lamps were just the will-o'-the-wisp of that time. Yeah, basically. And they yeah. all had them in their homes. Right. Oh, my God. The devil's living inside the walls. Yes. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. It, it's It's really kind of... Uh, like it's it's amazing yeah you know yeah um and then they became super commercial Mm -hmm. so um there were stories of these obviously as i said going back forever stories about ghosts whatever wikipedia at one point tried to convince me there's like a quote from wikipedia yeah that's not attributed to somebody it's just whoever wrote the wikipedia page being like uh one could imagine easily cavemen sitting around talking about goat and i'm like this isn't <laughs> that's just yeah that doesn't seem like that should be in the wikipedia like facts section yeah yeah, yeah the, that's weird it's a fact that you can easily imagine cavemen talking about monsters I'm yeah like, i can you yeah do they have like clear enough language that they could be like i saw it's hard to describe what a ghost is <laughs> that's weird although can you imagine the first go- like if ghosts were real yeah maybe even now this would be interesting the first time that somebody comes back as a ghost and they're mm-hmm. interacting people just be like what are you you're, yeah. you're a person but you're not why are you like half see-through what's what, are you okay yeah you seem fine are you anything. sick yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> very strange to me <laughs> um so uh uh scary attractions always mm-hmm. existed too i'm, I'm basically going to lead up to where yeah houses as a thing you can buy tickets to yeah we're from um scary attractions were always interesting to people mm-hmm. this one is awesome in 1802 i don't know how to pronounce her name yeah marie tussaud okay so you know like tussaud's wax museum i think it's tussaud is it tussaud i think so marie tussaud created wax sculptures of decapitated french figures like king louis the 16th and marie antoinette yeah uh and she called it the chamber of horrors gruesome that name is still used to this day yeah parts of the wax museum but 1802 it was like that's crazy. That's look so at cool. This spectacle. I I chopped off the king's head. Yeah, you know, sweet. That's crazy. Uh, but the actual idea of a haunted house is super recent. recent yeah, yeah. Uh, the one I'm not that, surprised by that actually. The one that made it the most popular, without a doubt, is Walt Disney's haunted mansion. Oh, I love. That's the bad, but it's like, yeah, not like a scary haunted house. No, and yeah. it's only it's only like sixty years ago. Yeah, almost. yeah. Like that's that's not that long ago. I'm not surprised by that. I guess I would have guessed like the fifties. Yeah, no, sixty. Like when you think of like you right. know like um what's that guy's name William Castle and like yeah. doing those kind of like weird attraction things at movie screenings they're designed to kind of like jolt you. It makes sense to me that that haunted houses would kind of progress from that. Yeah. So yeah. the timeline, I'm not, I'm not shocked by. It's true. I am surprised that they kind of grew out of the Haunted Mansion, though. I, that's what I think I'm more saying. Yeah. I would have assumed that the Disney Haunted Mansion attraction mm-hmm. would have been the result of Haunted Ma- of, of like haunted houses being super popular. Right, right. You yeah. know? Like, and then they're just like, well, we'll make the best one. Yeah, right. But no, they made the best one. And then and people copied it and made it scarier. Exactly. Huh. 
Um, although it, it's almost like there were indie efforts yeah. in the haunted attraction scene. Because I also found out that during um, uh, <laughs> during the Great Depression, uh-huh. this is really cool. This is really cool, and I wish it was still a thing. Um, uh, during the Great Depression, there were a bunch of haunted house type things because basically adults were trying to distract children. So, so that scare they, them about something else that's like safe to be scared of because it's not real? Not even. They were trying to prevent them from pranking people on Halloween, which might be destroying property, harassing old people. Oh, my God. So they were almost like buying off yeah. these kids' attention to be like, hey, don't destroy our stuff this year. We made this cool thing. Come do this instead. So totally using innocent. up all your pranky jerk energy yeah. in the haunted house so you don't do it on the streets. Correct. That's insane. Correct. <laughs> Did um, that work? I guess so. I, I mean. Was I, there a steep drop in crime once haunted houses came on the, the scene? I don't have the figures yeah. <laughs> in front of me, but I got to assume it did something. Wow. Although, you know, nobody really does this to this extent today. Yeah. Although it is also funny to me that like trick or treat, like a trick. Uh, isn't really supposed to be literally like destroying things. Yeah. And they refer to it as pranks. And it made me think of like modern day people who are like those YouTube prankers. Oh, cool prank. Oh, my God. You smashed my phone or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a long tradition of people being real dirtbags to each other. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so families would decorate their basements and hold house-to-house parties yeah. where kids could spook themselves by traveling from basement to basement and experiencing <laughs> different scary scenes. Traveling from basement to basement makes it sound like an underground series of tunnels or something like that. I love that, too. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a, a quote from a 1937 pamphlet uh, that was trying to tell parents how to design trails of terror to spook their children. That's awesome. Uh, an outside entrance leads to a rendezvous with ghosts and witches in the cellar or attic. Hang old fur. Strips of raw liver. Oh, my God. On the walls. That's like, so we've toned it down when we're sticking our hands in spaghetti and calling it brains. Yes. This oh was literally like, Ew, oh, it feels like I'm feeling like, you know, like gore and viscera. It's like, oh, you literally you are. You are. I, I stapled liver to when the was this from the 30s 1937 sick bastards 1937 um where one feels his way to dark steps weird moans and howls come from dark corners damp sponges ew. and hairnets hung from the ceiling touch his face ew the hall of damp sponges gross that sounds horrible yeah Doorways are blockaded so that guests must crawl through a long, dark tunnel. At the end, he hears a plaintive meow what and the- sees a black cardboard cat outlined in luminous paint. What the hell? <laughs> also, would you want this in your house? I would. You no, it's all- We've got William, this big basement down here. You're cleaning up the residue of damp sponges. All right. I'd cut a couple and things. I would say you want liver stapled P.S., to the walls, isn't that what you said? Uh, I said stapled. They say hang it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they. I don't know if they had staplers in the 30s. Who knows what they were working? I don't with. know. Yeah. They probably had just like a little tack and a and a rock. Probably <laughs> stapled yeah. their papers together. Tack and a rock. Yeah. But um, no, this sounds awesome. But you're you would destroy your house in the process. Yes. Imagine the smell. I haven't thought of the smell. Hell no. Um, no, I think it sounds rad to transform your basement into a hellscape. Oh, absolutely. But I'd prefer a dry hellscape. I don't like all the um, the wetness in this I'm, scenario. I'm with the moisture. No, no, thank no. you. Anyway, um, uh, but those are all sort of things that were like, and obviously haunted houses are particularly popular around all Hallowtide. <laughs> 
<laughs> you want to take it back for me there, Willie? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I should explain. All Hallowed Tide. What? <laughs> All Hallowed Tide is a treatum. What? Oh, I'm sorry. A treatum is a religious observance lasting three days. Oh. So All Hallowed Tide okay. is a treatum encompassing the observances of All Saints Day, All S- All Saints Eve, All Saints Day, and All Souls Day. Cool. So it's October 31st to uh, November 2nd. Oh, that's right. Because like Halloween from our Halloween episode we talked about, it was just like prep for All Souls Day. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I hadn't heard this word cool. until, until this No, afternoon. I've never heard that before. All Hollow Tide. So uh, next year, I'm not celebrating Halloween. I'm celebrating All Hollow Tide. And I'm telling everybody, oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm preparing for the treatum. Yeah. The three days. Awesome. Not just one. Yeah. Let's celebrate Keep All Hollow Tide. Yeah. So anyway, back to the haunted mansion yeah. from Disney. Is this was like the thing. Yeah. So they were originally designing it. This is, by the way, at the California okay. Disney. That's where it originally was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was designed to look like a uh, a, a rundown, dilapidated house mm. in New Orleans. Evidently, it's in oh. like a New Orleans section of, uh-huh. of Disneyland over there. Oh. Um, which, by the way, I want to go there now. Is that still a thing? There's like a New Orleans section, do you think? I have no idea. Huh. I've never been to Disney on the West Coast. I haven't either. Um, I would like to go. I just drove past. Yeah. I was literally driving through Disney. Ugh. Like five days ago. That's like that. so sweet. It, I mean, it was, you know, I'm looking at walls. Yeah. And there's nothing there. Well, there, just the idea of being like, there are some people who I follow like on Instagram and stuff who live um, by Disney and they just like go there sometimes. Oh, I know. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I went to Mega like, casually. game days, one of my favorite groups online. Yeah. And they do a day one event and day two is all at Disney together. Oh, cool. And Rocco from uh, Mega64 has like the constant whatever pass. Yeah, so he's yeah. There all, like he'll just be live streaming. He's eating lunch. At Di- oh, I would totally doing, I would totally do that. I That's love awesome. Disney. Yeah, I know. I love the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Uh, so Walt Disney essentially was like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want some ugly rotting fallen apart thing in my theme park yeah so they redesigned it and now it's like a beautiful ornate mansion um he died in 1966 mm-hmm. mansion opened in 1969 right uh the house it had revolutionary special effects they used an old technique as well that was called the pepper's ghost technique Ooh. yeah i've heard this term before and i yeah. assume that pepper's ghost was a character in the haunted mansion yeah it's not this is an old theater technique from uh-huh. the 1800s it's essentially projection it's using light to bounce an image uh onto the stage that's not really there this is how they even did as recently as remember they did that tupac shakur yeah hologram? the hologram yeah that used the pepper's ghost technique oh that's to cool. project his image onto the stage that's awesome really really crazy um uh, the entire house was super cool. It was like a, a raging success the second that it opened. Yeah. Uh, but even behind the scenes, it was a little spooky. One night, they accidentally left the animatronics on. Uh, oh my and the cleaning crew quit. <laughs> this is too scary. That's amazing. It was too scary. Um, originally, yeah. the designers couldn't decide if they wanted it to be fun and adventurous yeah. or scary. And they honestly kind of settled on both. Yeah. We went to the East Coast Disney. Yep. We mm-hmm. went to like the Orlando, Florida. What I don't know the difference between Disney World and Disneyland. I don't either. But uh, And we basically went on the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> like I mean, how many times do you think we went on? Six? We probably, yeah. Maybe. That's probably yeah. right. Yeah. We honestly, we would jump from Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. back to Haunted Mansion. Back, 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 back. Yep. Back. I think there were a couple times that we came out of Haunted Mansion and got right back. We home. definitely did at least once. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't a line. For right. whatever reason, the day we were there, it was just like you could just walk right back up and get back in. Yeah, it was crazy. I loved it. Oh, I loved it so much. Absolutely. Um, 
I love it so much. It's awesome. Speaking of Pirates of the Caribbean, that yeah. became a very successful film franchise mm-hmm. for Disney. Um, uh, I'm not sure if everybody remembers this, but I do. Yeah. In 2003, when they released the original Pirates of the Caribbean, they also released a Haunted Mansion movie starring Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's the consensus from Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Neither scary nor funny. The Haunted Mansion is as lifeless as the ghosts in the movie. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. I haven't either. I did read the plot on Wikipedia. Yeah. And I got bored. Yeah. It's you like know two what? paragraphs long and I couldn't hold it together. <laughs> I think that I wanted to do Haunted Mansion as a topic or something for the show because I'm having all these memories of things that I looked up and I don't know why I didn't do it, mate. I don't remember. But um, but yeah, I remember reading it as well and being like, oh, it seems like it sucks. Yeah. I, I would want it to be great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think they're going to try again. I've heard they might. I hope that'd be sweet. I mean, there's even if they did like a cartoon yeah. using the characters in the Haunted Mansion, that would rule yeah it would it would be cool there is like i think there is also a complicated story to it where it's like well remember i gave you that um yeah i have it back there it's like an album with an attached book of like the soundtrack of the haunted mansion it rules that's right i think that's why i know it yeah um one of our listeners megan chastain white has an awesome tattoo um from like the first room when you go into the haunted mansion and there are those different things where like the portraits the, yes so she has the portrait of the girl standing on top of the alligator oh that's great yeah that's it's great. awesome so like when you go into the front room first it looks like they're just like nice portraits on the wall of just like paintings that people got done or whatever and the walls start to move and it reveals these people are actually in very dangerous situations it's great yeah i i, I love it i love the haunted mansion yeah, me too. so much um yeah so um the, like that was the one that really like created a business for yeah. haunted houses. Um, I'm so surprised by that. I know it's crazy, but I, I found out that even today, mm-hmm. a big haunted house might earn like three million dollars a season. Oh wow, which is it, insane. It's a it's a like, big industry that no one talks about. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Damn, mm-hmm. I like a few years ago. I really wanted a binge of reading people's descriptions of haunted houses and like haunted immersive. Um, like experiences like those things where like you've authorized they can touch you and somebody right. drives you somewhere and all that kind of stuff. It is crazy what some people do. Some of them are really like I, I wouldn't even consider them like uh, a yeah attraction or something. No, They're it's just, just like, like get out of my face. It's yeah. like a Rob Zombie designed. Yeah, don't touch me and don't put stuff on me. Oh, so it was disgusting God, that I read. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you went to the Eastern state penitentiary. I did. It's not that bad. So I don't like haunted houses at all. And it's funny. I only came to this realization or accepted this about myself. I guess you would say, I don't know. It was a while ago now, but like I used to go to haunted houses with my friends during Halloween. It would just be like, Oh, we're all going to see whatever. And I was like, yeah, totally. I'm in. I like scary things. So of course I like that. And then I would just be gripping usually Mike and like digging my nails into his arm and totally scared the whole time. And honestly, mostly having my head down with my eyes closed and just like somehow scooching through and like hating it. And then like, I don't know how long ago, but I was like, you know what? I hate these. Why am I doing this? And I stopped going. But before that, I did go. I think that was one of my last ones I went to was Eastern State Penitentiary. And it actually wasn't as bad in the scheme of haunted houses. They used, which is awesome, um, anticipation, I remember for sure. Like there was one area that you walked through where there were people all on the sides of the room who were just standing there. And you're like waiting for them to jump out of you because they're not hidden or anything. And they never do. That's great. 
which is yeah, cool. that's like a psychological. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you go in, it's like people are jumping at you, but it wasn't her. I mean, I didn't like it, but it wasn't like horrific or anything. I think of it in the same way. I think of most of the other ones I went to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, when you're waiting outside the Eastern State Penitentiary, at least that year, and this is very cool, there are, you know, you're just by like a little wall and there's like a little hill with grass over it or whatever. People were dressed like grass. <laughs> If you could call it that. And then they would just <laughs> pop up at you. And that was awesome. That, that's a cool idea. Yes. I don't like the popping in my face. No, I don't. Again, I didn't like it. But like conceptually, I was like, that's really sweet. Yeah, the same time that you and I and Allie went to Disney and went to the Haunted Mansion, we mm -hmm. went to Orlando uh, Universal's. Yes. Universal Studios has their like haunted Halloween horror nights. Or yeah, yeah. We did that. And I, I couldn't wait to leave. I hated that so much. Like I thought it was just going to be like you know, things are spooky themed and they just have cobwebs hanging from stuff and everything. I didn't realize that the whole place is like a haunted house with people like getting your face and do you're, you're just walking. Yeah. Like I, I knew that they were haunted house exhibits within, but I was like, so I just won't go to those. That's fine. Also, but the whole thing is just in your face. I think it was dark carnival themed as well. Yes. Which is like, I don't know who it is. Yeah, that, it, that, it was. I'm yeah. not sure who is to blame for know. the idea of the dark carnival being the scariest thing on the planet. Yeah. But it really doesn't work for me. It's and, just annoying. And then just too. having like people just like scary clowns popping into my face. Yeah. Or like hearing, like seeing that somebody's like, you know, mean mugging around and he's just looking for someone to jump at. And yeah. so I would just try to be lifeless right be like don't pick me don't pick me don't pick me yeah so the entire time we were walking around i was like i i i'd be fine with this if i was guaranteed that they're not gonna mess with me at all yeah i could get into the spirit of it a little bit better yeah i guess i could too if i knew that they weren't gonna mess with me yeah, yeah i don't know I, i'd be more but likely to go tense. to a, a, a like a i think what i want mm -hmm. if i'm honest mm -hmm. i think I, the the haunted house kind of attraction i would buy tickets to yeah would be almost like it's a museum Oh, I would. You can walk through and you can look at exhibits and stuff and you can hear stories or something. I like would that. love that. Yeah, that sounds I, I don't great. I not want anyone popping in my face. No, I hate no chainsaws. Things. Cool it on the smoke machines. I can yep. take a little, but I don't need a lot. Um, I'm totally with you. Yeah. Basically, all the things I liked at Disney were us sitting down and taking us through cool things. <laughs> right, right. You I loved that. the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. I loved Small World. And I loved Pirates of the Caribbean. Of course. No, you're 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 100. I, I just want to see cool stuff. Just I, take I me through it. Too. Don't yeah. you don't have to razzle dazzle me at all. Yeah. I'm a simple girl. I don't like the jolt. I, I don't. Hate, I don't need a surprise. I hate a jolt and a surprise. Yeah. Never again, as far as I'm concerned. No. All right. So yeah. anyway, let's bring this home. Yeah. So uh, uh, Disney is the biggest one mm -hmm. that set off everything, even to this day. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to tell you briefly about the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not much information on it because okay. it was super old. Yeah. The first known like haunted house attraction was the Orton and Spooner ghost house. Ooh. A ghost house. <laughs> what a terrifying name. What? And that's really cute. I just, realized, I just registered it. The yeah. ghost house. Orton and Spooner's ghost house. That sounds charming. Isn't it? Uh, opened in 1915 and it was evidently wow. steam powered. What? I don't know what was steam powered. I would There's say no information about what about it was steam powered. Okay. Uh, uh, according to one source, the first recorded uh, attraction 
Uh, it was opened in Liphook, mm-hmm. England, so it's English. Uh, it, it's almost like a carnival fun house, and presently, it's still kind of around today. Yeah, and it's part of a carnival of just like kind of other steam powered things. Uh huh. So okay. It, it it almost I think it's really small. Yeah. I think it's almost literally like if you went to one of those pop up carnivals that opens like in your town, right? And they just have attractions. That's cool. Yeah, I think it was almost like a thing that was like on wheels. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, uh, it was created because uh it, it was like almost a thing for people to congregate in mm-hmm. so um uh it was when literature performances by magicians spiritualists and psychics as well as theatrical shows and attractions introduced the public to gruesome entertainment so it was like one of the first times that's awesome that, like people really got the sense of like we can revel in this yeah yeah you know it's not that's just, so like, cool to be told we can really be entertained by it pay your money get to experience it that also sound this whole thing sounds more joyful in a way unless like we are gonna destroy you with fear i know it, that's so it's so funny like what it's become yeah you know and like i i wonder if there is room for a slower speed i wonder i think people would just think it was for kids i guess but can't so. it just be for like weenies or yeah. appreciators you know like is there a comfy can chair? i spin the, yeah oh my god Ooh. Seriously, those those chairs at the Haunted Mansion were great. Yeah, they're wonderful. You You're see? really cupped. Those are called doom buggies. Doom buggies, that's right. Doom buggies. Mm-hmm. And they just guide you through the house and you just sit there. I had my Happy own. Happy as you please. I had my own at one point that's when we right. went through. And I was just kind of like sitting in there. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Out the sights. It was wonderful. Right. Uh, so there you go, Kristen. That is awesome. the story. Uh, both actual hauntings or just celebratory uh, uh, theatrical yeah. versions of haunted houses good stuff willie well guys that brings us to the end to another episode of guide to the unknown before next week when we be when we'll be back you can find us online we're at gttu pod all over social media you can also join our facebook group um it's guide to the unknown podcast and facebook you can also go to facebook.com slash groups slash gttu pod to find it oh wow Mm-hmm. Very good. Yep, I looked it up. Well done. Thank you. Uh, you can also back us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Go to patreon.com slash gttupod or just look up Guide to the Unknown in the Patreon yep. app. Uh, anything that you can donate to support us, we yeah, greatly thank We you. really, really appreciate it. It's like giving us a little tip. Absolutely. Um, you can also talk to us individually yep. online. I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram. I am at Haunted Sponge. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out episodes one through five of Blackwood out right now. Anticipate the finale. Yeah. Next week. Yeah, next you're going to love it. Uh, subscribe, review, all that stuff. Yep. Uh, check out American Hysteria. Mm-hmm. New on the scene. New kid on the block. That's you're going right. to love it. Figure out why we freak out about stuff periodically. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's awesome. Uh, subscribe, review, and everything. Mm-hmm. And do the same for Guide to the Unknown. Yeah. Do it. It's a little trifecta. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. What's that word for the three holidays? Tree dumb. Yeah, it's a tree dumb. So yes. review and subscribe to Guides to the Unknown, American Hysteria, and Blackwood yes. if you like us. Please, please do. Yep. And uh, thank you all so much for hanging out with us once more. We mm-hmm. really hope that you had a good time. Uh, I had a blast. There was a, Honestly, there was a point uh, about Midway Show where we were just talking about whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, I love doing this. I do, too. I had a little bit of a stressful day. Yeah. And I also, um, at some point during this, I was like, I haven't thought about that. This is so nice. Yeah. It's, yeah. Nice. it's just like a nice little time to like hang out and talk about yeah. monsters and stuff. Yeah. This yeah. is great. Cool. Thanks, Willie. Um, thank you, Chrissy. Mm-hmm. All right. So we will see you next week when we can get spooky once more. That's right. But for that to happen, we must travel 
back to the netherworld to gather more stories for our pot go away <laughs> Will's writing them in his ledger as we go as we fade into the netherworld good night god god <laughs>